What are the challenges of implementing a large-scale MQTT-based system for a remote oil field that requires designing a new control and SCADA architecture from scratch and where security is a major concern? In this episode, we'll hear about the benefits of using MQTT as a solution to this challenge, advice for developing an MQTT-based system, as well as stories about working with SiriusLink solutions, getting Ignition Core training, and becoming a gold-certified integrator. This is Inductive Conversations with Justin Reese speaking with our guests, Brad Byram and Jared Weekly from Texas Automation Systems. Hello and welcome to Inductive Conversations. My name is Justin Reese. I'm the Integrator Program Manager at Inductive Automation, and we are joined today by Jared Weekly and Brad Bryant from Texas Automation Systems. Brad, Jared, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us, Justin. Absolutely. So let's start out with some introductions. Brad, you're the president of Texas Automation Systems. Can you tell us about your role and background in the company? Sure, sure. Yeah, I've been I've been in the automation business about 30 years. Spent 25 years with Yokogawa uh, in the instrumentation side of it, and about five five and a half years ago came over to join TAS, and it has been uh, nothing but a but a good and crazy ride for the past five years. So it's been a lot of a lot of fun, but yeah, I describe my role mainly as the chief roadblock remover. Uh, and so uh, I got we got technical guys like Jared and, and and lots of other guys who are truly more talented than I am technically. But uh, I get to spend my time helping them make sure they're they've got the time and resources to be effective doing their jobs. That's great. All right, and Jared, you're the director of automation. Can you tell us your role and history with Texas Automation Systems? Sure. Yeah. So I am the automation director. I was employee number one. So I've had the uh, the privilege of watching this company grow over the last seven or eight years. And day to day, I, you know, wear a bunch of different hats, kind of like Brad. We assist the guys in the field and help them any way we can. But I spent the good majority of my career at Anadarko Petroleum, was part of the uh, corporate automation group there. And so brought a little bit of that expertise here and uh, Brad and I together have grown that. That's awesome. All right, well, let's go ahead and uh, orient our listeners to your company. Can you give us a little bit of background on Texas Automation Systems? Sure, be happy to. Yeah, so Texas Automation System, if you couldn't guess, we're in Texas. And uh, we started about, uh, about Jared said about eight years ago when he came on board, he was employee number one. And we have steadily grown over the past seven years uh, to we're currently about 50 employees. And so I think that we started off a part of another company and then we kind of spun off about five years ago. And that's when we really took off because we were completely independent. And we've grown, we started off doing a lot of oil and gas, a lot of RTU work in the field. And then we started building up our PLC integration team. And then several years ago, we really wanted to get into SCADA. And so we started building our, our SCADA team several years ago, and we've now built that up uh, pretty substantially. So that's uh, so we, besides oil and gas, we do food and beverage, water and wastewater, general industries. But our, our background, we, we've got a lot of experience in oil and gas. Great. And you've had quite a bit of growth over the last couple of years with Ignition. I'd love to hear a little bit of your take on the recent success. Yeah, yeah. So the, it's, you know, it's kind of interesting story. We have some kind of big strategies that we put in place and then the rest of it's, you know, mainly tactical, but probably four years ago, we made the decision, Hey, we want to be a, we want to be a significant PLC player in the market. So we started hiring PLC guys and we now built up where we've got 25 PLC programmers. And then about 
two and a half years ago, we made the decision we really wanted to get in the SCADA space. And so I had some, some experience with SCADA. Jared had some experience with SCADA. And we set off on a kind of a couple of month review of all the SCADA packages on the market and kind of did a deep dive. If we're going to hook our wagon to a SCADA platform, which one do we want to hook it to? How, how do we go about this to become relevant and significant in the market? And after doing our research, we really felt like ignition, uh, inductive automation with ignition was, they were, you guys were doing a lot of really cool stuff. And we saw the growth you guys were experiencing. We really wanted to be part of that. And so we started committing uh, ourselves to, to getting guys trained up and core certified and now we're gold certified and we just kept adding to that and have built up now a, a significant we've got in fact i did a count earlier we got currently have one goal but we got three in gold testing five core and six additional in core testing so we've got some some significant you know inductive resources internally and uh, it's been a lot of uh, a lot of fun we've enjoyed working with you guys yeah, and same here. We love working with you guys, and I love your uh, dedication to the training and getting your guys certified. That's awesome. And you mentioned you guys are gold certified. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about what that has meant to your company? Yeah, I think you know for us, it's 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 really substantiating us in the marketplace. There's lots of SCADA people out there. You know, it's I guess the entry barrier into the SCADA business is lower than it used to be. It used to be a much smaller market, much more dedicated learning. There wasn't online learning. So you had to make all this, you had to build relationships. And anyways, a larger commitment, I think, to get in the SCADA space. And now it's a little easier to get in the SCADA space, partly because you guys offer, you know, this free core training. So a lot of people in college and other places can start the training. But for us, getting that gold level is really substantiating our, we're not only committed, we're really committed and we're dedicating resources to to be the best and the brightest within this space that we can be in order to serve our clients the best we can. Yeah, that's awesome. I really appreciate that. Thanks. So I know that we're here to get into the MQTT implementation story you guys are here to uh, tell us. So why don't we begin by uh, you know discussing the challenges and requirements that the customer brought to you? Yeah, I'd, I'd be glad to take that one. So we started with an existing field, a fairly large field. This is oil and gas. So as you can imagine, the geography is pretty widespread. And basically the, the initial challenge was, how are we gonna implement the new control? How are we gonna monitor that, that control system? And you know, how are we gonna talk back and forth between the PLC and, and SCADA? And, and like I said, this was a, all these sites are very remote. They cover a lot of miles. And so the, the customer wanted to start from scratch. These were existing sites with existing control systems, a little bit antiquated. So we started off by kind of designing the new control system. And once we got that designed and, and approved, uh, we started implementing that piece of it. And, and part of that was, hey, we need security. Security is a big, a big thing now. So I don't want to jump the gun here, but that's one of the reasons why we started considering MQTT. And so security was a big concern. And a lot of what we were doing required site-to-site -site communications. So instead of the traditional SCADA server polling devices, we also needed uh, sites in the field to be able to talk to each other. And so that was one of the, uh, the requirements that was a little bit different than what we had done in the past. And so those, those three things there, some, some of the original challenges. Yeah, it sounds like quite a challenging project. How did you go about tackling the challenges and requirements? So first we evaluated kind of the technology that was, that was out there and, and some of the technologies that were being used in the upstream oil and gas space. 
And, and a lot of those technologies are a little bit antiquated as well. So uh, first we kind of talked about the standard kind of master-slave polling network, right? Where you've got controllers in the field and you want to talk to every point in the controller and we would poll on a timed interval, all of these points out of the controller every five, 10, 15 minutes, whatever that may be. And, you know, that's, that's a little antiquated. So we kind of quickly moved past that. We considered using native drivers with some kind of a, uh, a middleware that would go out and natively talk to different controllers and things like that via OPC UA. And, you know, that's a good solution as well. And then we really started to look what people were doing with MQTT and more specifically what Ignition was doing with MQTT. And that's kind of the path that we went down. I see. So what were the, the reasons you guys decided on MQTT? Well, you know, we kind of talked about, you know, the, the traditional polling, just kind of pulling all of points out of a PLC at once. It's not really efficient. I may have some values that are not changing. Uh, I may have some discrete points that hardly ever change state. So we liked the value of MQTT being able to push on exception. Another thing I might mention too is all these locations connected to the internet via a cell mode. And so if you've ever been to West Texas, you'll know that cellular connectivity is not great, but that's really the only way that we could come up with this system quickly and, uh, and have the bandwidth to be able to do what we wanted to do. And so really we liked the idea of MQTT being able to push the values that needed to be pushed on exception that we're updating. And we also worked with your team there on a custom license to be able to also subscribe to data at the edge. So that was another nice feature because we needed to grab information from other sites in order to make decisions on this network without having to write some kind of a hook through a traditional SCADA system. So that is really what sold us on this. Nice. That's great. One of the things that always means a lot to me on the MQTT is the store and forward capability, which we didn't mention. You know, anytime you're using another system, store and forward is not native. And so you've got to code it in. And when you've got a system like we designed for where you've got a hub spoke and a spoke to spoke communications, there's a lot of data going on there. And to try to figure out who's, who knew what last and when and backfill that data without a tool like MQTT would have been monumental. Uh, it would have, I mean, I imagine it's possible, but I can't imagine the number of hours that it would have taken to do that. Right. You know, in the course of developing this system, what kind of obstacles did you come up against? Well, we, we, did, uh, we did find a few issues in software that Inductive, you guys, and, and Cirrus Link was able to work out. Phenomenal support on that. Um, we did have some stale values that, uh, for whatever reason, would not update, but that got worked out. Works very well. And, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about being able to not only publish data, but also subscribe to other data at the edge. And I, I believe we're, we're one of the first integrators to actually implement that. And so that's a big deal. Like Brad said, I mean, being able to publish data from any site, also subscribe to that, any data that you want, that's a big deal. That allows you to, to really fine tune the control, in, in this case, on the sites that we were working on. And I think just to add to that, and to do that with the store and forward made it made it really simple. Again, compared, if you didn't have that capability inherent in the, in the system, then trying to keep up with who knew what last and how we have to backfill that data on loss of communications, which occurs all the time in West Texas, 
it would have been it would have been really really difficult and mqtt just it was an eloquent way to solve a very complex problem so uh, i think it the, and the customer ended up very happy but you guys as jared mentioned you guys were phenomenal and there were many nights there in the early phases where it was almost a daily we got a problem you know houston we need some help here because we were doing things like jared said that had never been done before and you guys and Sarah Link together were able to jump in with us and we were able to quickly go through those issues and get them resolved and uh, we were back to fighting the next day. So it was awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah, thanks for that feedback, Brad. The inductive automation guys are gonna love that. So, and I know Arlen's gonna love that as well. Yeah, yeah I hope so. So you mentioned, um, you know, I'm sure the customer was happy, but what have been the end results for the customer since the implementation of that new SCADA architecture? Oh, it's, it's been great. I mean, like Brad said, we're doing some things possibly that nobody else is doing and and uh, it's still growing so project's not quite over but we're up to around a million tags you know updating on exception and we're doing a lot of a lot of intuitive control based on some of the uh, site to site communications and so far it is it's uh, it's phenomenal it's it's something that we're certainly proud of i know the customer's certainly proud of it it's something unlike i've ever been a part of before in my career that's awesome well, I really appreciate you guys sharing all that information on the project. So is there is there any advice you would give other integrators when developing an MQTT-based system? You know, I, I've talked to Brad about this. We will not go into another project and not use MQTT. Wow. It will always be uh, our go-to architecture. And I think we did a great job in the beginning, but really laying out your your namespace, uh, thinking that out really you know, upfront, do the do the upfront work to make sure that the architecture is sound, you know, that you come up with a good namespace architecture. That's really it. I, I tell you, MQTT is that buzzword that we talked about for what, Brad, like two or three years. And it was one of those things that, you know, we talked about a lot and we never saw anybody implementing it. We never saw a real life demonstration of how that worked. And so it was a little bit intimidating. But now having this this project, at least a good portion of this project under our belt, it is so simple. Ignition makes it simple to set up and it just makes sense. The way that it moves data from the edge back to the main gateway is just, it makes sense to us. And that will be the base of our architecture going forward. Brad, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, I think what, what Jared says is true. And the, the adage I'd heard used once, which I like is, you know, Carpenter will say, you measure twice, cut once. And I think with the namespace with Ignition, it's that way. Spend double the time creating your namespace, being thoughtful about it, so that when you get into development, you're ready to go. Because if you don't spend that time up front doing that work, you're going to spend a whole lot more time on the back end fixing mistakes and having to redo it. So measure twice, cut once. There you go. Good advice. All right. And one thing I do want to mention to the listeners is that this project you've been discussing will eventually be a case study, which will be available on our site. So correct. Yeah. So look forward to that. It will also be in the discovery gallery as an entry for ICC 2020. So definitely be on the lookout for that. All right. And as we wrap up this conversation, is there anything else either of you would like to add? Yeah, I would just say that we really, again, we really appreciate the collaboration and teamwork that uh, that both Inductive and Cirrus gave us on this project, and we really, you know, just really appreciate the the partnership there. And I think that this time, your ability to do the training for Inductive is really, it's just a great offering for everybody. And we've tried to really take advantage of this COVID downtime to to invest in that because it's it's something that's easy to do from home. 
And so I wanted to give you guys a plug for that because it, it makes learning your product very, very easy. Well, I appreciate you putting that plug in for me so I didn't have to do it. <laughs> so thanks for that. <laughs> How about you, Jared? Anything else you wanted to you wanted to go over? No, I just reiterate what Brad said. I mean, it's been a pleasure working with with you guys on this project. And uh, hey, I highly recommend anybody that's that's sitting at home with nothing to do uh, during this COVID situation, get your core training out of the way. Exactly. Get your core training out of the way. And if you're core, do your gold training. Do that as well. I try. There you go. All right. And just one last personal question for you both. Uh, so do either of you have plans once the stay at home orders end? Well, you know, we're, we're here in Texas and it is uh, the, the orders are kind of coming to an end now. And uh, just so happen, I am leaving tomorrow morning to go to my daughter, my only daughter's wedding in Kansas City. It was supposed to be in Austin and we're going to have a big group of people. We have had to modify that. So we've got a COVID, COVID-15 <laughs> for the wedding instead of uh, 150. But, uh, but that's, that's the first thing we're doing after COVID. That's, we've been at home every other weekend. And now we're going to go get our daughter married. So it's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Yours is a little bit more adventurous than mine. I'm just going to a restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty pumped about that. How about you, Jared? Yeah. The restaurant thing was a big step, man. I, I told Brad as soon as, and they did, but as soon as they opened back up, I'm just going to go chill for like six hours. <laughs> Not leaving. And yeah. Just, but just because I can now, but uh, my son just graduated yesterday, high school. Wow. And, and so we are going to head to the beach. That's what we got going on. Congrats. Wow. So, so some pretty big milestones over at Texas Automation Systems on a personal level. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Weddings, graduations. All right, guys. Well, listen, I appreciate your time. I know that you guys are busy and I really appreciate you joining us today. And I look forward to working with you more in the future, guys. Hey, thank you, Justin. We really appreciate the opportunity to be here today. Thanks, Justin. Absolutely. Hey, listeners. This is a quick reminder to subscribe to our podcast if you're enjoying the conversations. Also, if you have a topic or a question you'd like us to cover, or if you're interested in being a guest on a future episode, then please send your inquiries to podcast at inductiveautomation.com.